The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, hopefully tonight we'll have some interesting things for you. Maybe perk your interest, uh, get you a little bit more um, excited about natural health and what it can and can't do for you. And natural medicine. And natural medicine, right. And that's just all about it, yeah. One of the things that we always kind of start the uh, show off with is in the news. <clears throat> and there were some really interesting things hit the news Actually, the end of last week, uh, we had this on our, we do a local TV show, and we had it on there um, at the same time. It's about artificial sweeteners, <clears throat> and all of you that use artificial sweeteners, raise your hand. Hmm, that's what I thought. You need to stop. Yeah, you need to stop. Okay, <clears throat> now we've told people to not do this for many, for years, for eons. For okay, years, yeah. I think for the last 20 years, we've told people, probably close do to not it, yeah. do artificial sweeteners. Yeah, and, and for various reasons. I mean, you know, <clears throat> they are made of chemicals that just aren't very good for you, for one. And, you know, over the years, various pieces and, and parts of research have come out. Some about how the artificial oil sweeteners now actually, they do trigger uh, the insulin response through the the brain and so right, on. and they've always said that it actually affects memory loss. And right. there's even a um, really good book, you know, called Excitotoxins: The Taste That Kills by Russell Blaylock, which, right, is, which a, is a uh, neurologist. Neurologist here mm-hmm. in Mississippi, actually, actually where we was. are. Yeah, and he has always said the artificial sweeteners. Um, cause a problem. And he has a book that was written a long time ago, and it even goes into detail on how uh, it damages the brain. Yes, he so did. So we've uh, told people for years uh, that you shouldn't do artificial sweeteners. And now there's another research come out that just kind of Boy, I mean, this puts justifies the what we say. Th- th- this exactly. puts the icing on the cake. <clears throat> it was done at the Wiseman Institute of Science. And you know, a, a nice, reputable place. And they looked at this and they said, you know, these scientists out there thought, well, something's wrong, but we're not sure how it works. Let's figure it out. Okay. So they look at all the various, you know, these things are supposed to be, they were touted as the aids to weight loss and diabetes prevention and so on. Well, hadn't worked out that way. And the widespread use of the artificial uh, sweeteners in drinks and foods and other things have actually been, you know, they thought maybe they contributed to the obesity and diabetes uh, epidemic. Yeah, because you look around yeah. and the people that are the heaviest are the ones drinking the oh, yeah. diet drinks. Just go to um, your local fast food chain and stand there and watch who goes out with a big gulp that's diet soda. And, you know, sure enough, right. that's what you'll see. Well, they looked at, they did some pretty interesting studies and they looked at these non-caloric artificial sweeteners and said, okay, how does, they, how does it work? What happens in the body? And one of the things that they thought was 
Does it impair glucose metabolism? Sure enough. They actually, t- these scientists took some rat, poor little mice, okay, but we had to sacrifice the guys for this. They took these poor little mice and they fed them water laced, and I like that word, yeah. laced, okay, <laughs> with three of the most common artificial sweeteners used. They were giving them a poison, you know. They, that's kind of what it was. So they laced, because you lace things with poison, right? Yep. Like arsenic and stuff. All right. But they actually gave them, and this was in amounts that are you know equivalent to those permitted by the FDA. Right. Things that people are eating every day. Every day. So it wasn't right. an abnormal amount. It was just no. a normal dosing. And these little mice developed glucose intolerance. Uh, it, that was compared yes. to people. That would, now, what was really interesting is those little mice that got the artificial sweeteners developed this glucose intolerance, which means they couldn't handle sugar properly. Right. And they was, even compared that to, to mice that drank just plain water and even to mice that drank water with sugar in it. Right. And it was, it was yeah. worse in than them the artificial actually drinking water with right. sugar. So it yeah. showed that they had worse glucose metabolism with right. artificial sweeteners than they did with sugar. Right. And, and and that was that was they, a big chunk of it, and right they there. Know yeah. that impaired glucose intolerance causes diabetes. Yes. So now you have this whole diabetic population out there in the United States eating everything with artificial sweeteners. Yeah. Artificial everything. Oh yes. Don't eat sugar. Eat the artificial sweeteners, yeah. and it's making their diabetes worse than ever. And right. then they wonder why they can't control their blood sugar. Right. Well, these scientists kind of ask a few questions, uh-huh. and they said, "Okay, how does this do this?" Well, you know, because, I mean, we don't even absorb the stuff. No. I mean, it goes right through your system. It goes straight through the system and then it starts affecting But, but, this is the but. It actually comes into contact with those trillions and trillions of Uh, microbiotic content of our gut. In other words, the good bacteria, bad bacteria, bacteria, you name it. Bacteria. what they found was, and I love this, they said they had some profound I love that you know, underline yeah. profound changes in that bacterial populations. And one of the things it does, these bacteria will actually digest that stuff. And when they do, they give off some pretty nasty uh, toxins, toxins, so to speak. And right. even increased inflammation, and which increased they inflammation. In they turn said that causes, was probably yeah. the big thing. They said that the big, biggest thing was that these things cause these little bacteria, are normally they're good guys. And mm-hmm. when they have to eat this stuff, I mean, if that's all you're going to feed them, they have to eat it. And when they do, they secrete substances that provoked an inflammatory response similar to to a a sugar overdose. Dig that, okay? And you thought you were doing so good. Okay, put that diet soda down. You don't need it. No artificial sweeteners. We do tell people when we start talking about diet and the changes they can make on the diet to be healthier and not just for weight loss, just to be healthier overall, we always stress no artificial sweeteners. Exactly. And we've said that for years. And more and more is coming out, just even all the studies on how they think it's making weight gain. And you know, now well, it's saying it's going to actually cause diabetes rather than help diabetes. Well, anytime that you create a glucose intolerance, in other words, impaired you know, glucose tolerance like they talked about here, Anytime you do that, you know, you're going to set your body up for failure. Yep. And that's going to be that weight gain. That's going to be that diabetic, you know. And the good spiral. thing is they didn't just do it on mice on this study. No, they actually did then it on humans, Then they actually changed over to humans and said, let's see what it does on humans. Oh, this was really neat. And so it's not just done on mice in this study. No. They actually then went to humans and showed the same exact thing. Well, well, what, what was really surprising. Was how fast. Did, yes, how fast. How fast. In one week's time. It could start changing the glucose right. tolerance. They had it said many, not all, but many of the volunteers 
you know, uh, they had to pay these guys something. Uh, but the, many of these volunteers began to develop that glucose, glucose intolerance after one simple week yes. or less. You know, and think that's, about it. That's and, not very long. No, one week? No. I mean, that's Most people nothing. do these diet sodas and diet cookies whatever. and diet candy and diet whatever. And it's diet They've whatever. done it for years. And that even makes it worse. So it does. Time yeah. after time after time after time. I mean, even these people, some people come in sometimes and tell me they do 12 Oh, yeah. Diet drinks in a day. Well, <clears throat> go to the grocery store and watch. I mean, just be a, a fly on the wall, you know, and just stand back and watch. Take your little cart, kind of stand over in a corner, look at something kind of casually and watch what goes in those lines. And you see these folks, and, and typically, and I hate to say this, but typically they may be obese and they've got two or three of these 12 packs of diet sodas of various right. kinds. And they think they're being better, but they're, they're actually really not. not doing themselves any favors. You know, and w- we've seen so many people bring in various weight loss compounds. Right. Formulas. People, actually, um, some of the drinks and meal replacements for weight loss. And what do they have? Artificial, artificial sweeteners. sweeteners. I had somebody this week just bring something in. Yep. And the first thing I did was look at it and said it had artificial sweeteners. I say it's not any good. And, and we actually, what was really interesting... The guy had we just actually printed it. out the paper. <laughs> he said, "Can I have two copies of that?" I said, "Sure." Just put, you know, hit press one more uh, print, uh, print one more time, and it, you've got it. You know, so you know that's just how important this stuff really is. You know, when we get down and, and start talking to people about changing your diet and your lifestyle, uh, we really mean lifestyle. I mean, change it. Get to the point where you're away from these artificial things because they're really not doing you any good. Yeah, because I can honestly yeah. say we never, and I mean yeah. never. Put no. artificial sweeteners in our mouth. No. And no. we tell everybody else to do the same. Right. We, we've talked about that People for have offered me a mint before where I turn it around on the back, and when it yes. has an artificial sweetener, I just hand it back to them and say, no thanks. That's right. And people always laugh. They're like, you really look at things that close? And I yes. said, I surely do. You know, we read labels extraordinarily You have to read close. labels. You right, have to know what you're putting in your mouth. You do. Because, <clears throat> you know, I've got some food allergies myself, one being cane sugar. Try to avoid yeah, that one, okay? It's hard. It's true. Yeah, it's really hard. But you know, everything you pick up in the grocery store, I read labels. I got, it takes me forever to shop because I read labels. And Most of what we buy is fresh, and you don't have a label. Don't on have that, a label. So that's on the that. good thing. Uh, you know, one one of the uh, uh, authors that we are, you know, people that we've seen at lectures in this in the community about uh, uh, intellectual community, if you will, about these uh, you know food diets and so on and so forth. He says, you know, read a label. If it's got over three ingredients, ingredients, don't eat it. Don't eat it. And when you think about it, he's got a point. You know, I mean, broccoli doesn't have a label. No. It doesn't tell you, you know. It's, and if you, don't, if you read a bunch of ingredients and you don't know how to pronounce <coughs> what's in it, you probably shouldn't be eating it. You probably shouldn't. And, and by the way, even sugar now, they have 56 They have a lot of hidden names. sources. Well, they have 56 different names for yeah. the same thing. Just and, so people don't know what's in there. Yeah. And, you know, these artificial sweeteners are just like, oh, that was just icing on the cake for that one. You know, it really was. Something else that came up, and, and this is it's kind of weird, you know, that everything kind of happens in clusters. This yep. is about yeah, good all, bacteria, too. All the stuff hitting the news wires this week yeah. was about, again, how probiotics are affected yeah. and it, the good bacteria in the gut and what it does. Because exactly. there's a lot out there about it. This one came from the, uh, the Endocrine Society. And believe me, they are, you know, a very, very reputable, I mean, this is what they do. They study endocrinology. Yeah, it was actually published in the Endocrine Society's Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. Right. 
And, you know, we've known, and they even brought this out, since the 70s. And we've been preaching the same thing since the 70s, you know, that you know, we need good intestinal bacteria. And they make up this microbiome. And, you know, back then we thought, if, you know, back in the 70s, we thought, well, there's just a few of them. You know, now we know there's literally thousands of different varieties of bacteria and some good, some bad. And we always got to have more good than we've got bad. Of course, that's with kind of anything you got. Um, but when you look at this, they looked at this thing and they talked about women's bodies and how they process estrogen. Right. So, yeah, ladies, exactly. pay attention. This, is, this affects you. Now, they didn't look at the guys, no. so, they, so we don't I'm know sure anything about that. I'm sure it affects them in some I'm ways sure, as well. But they didn't talk about right. us. Okay, this is about the ladies. It was more about breast cancer. It actually was. And it? the risk of breast cancer and how favorable metabolites of gut bacteria can actually decrease your risk. Right. It says it breaks these uh, various estrogen compounds. And, and we can do a whole show on estrogen compounds or stuff that's oh, estrogen-like. Yeah, we'll have to do that sometime. We will. Because, I mean, there's so many estrogen compounds in the food supply yes. that it would be downright Most scary. Most of your pesticides are estrogenic oh. as well. Herbicides, pesticides. Yeah. Plastics. All Plastics, phthalates, you name it. God, Lord, we can do show after show on that one. And we will someday. Yep. But what they found was these, the, the, you know, the people that are, yeah, the women, and because they only did it on yeah, women. Yeah, they only did it on women. They said the people that had the more diverse community of gut bacteria, in other words, they had more different stuff in their bacteria there, had higher levels of what they call estrogen fragments. In other words, these estrogens had been broken down into little bitty fragments. And if you break them down into the fragments... And if they were in fragments, they actually said yeah. that it actually decreased the right. future risk of developing breast cancer. Right. These patterns actually suggest that. And that's, that's just unbelievable. You know, and, and this was, you know, they did, they, did, they did some of these studies with like Kaiser Permanente in Colorado. They did some really good studies about it all the way around. And when they published this, I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people out there that have to think about what's going on, especially you ladies. I mean, we talk about probiotics all the time. And sometimes yeah. people think, you know, well, you know, you're kind of hung up on probiotics, Doc. Yeah, I am, and for a good reason. And there's a lot coming out lately. It's, and, and a lot's right. coming out because even the medical community is doing a lot more research on probiotics because there is so much coming out about it. it, it like you um, say, it's, it's weekly we see something in the uh, technical news. Yeah. And about, wasn't it last week that we did our show on probiotics? Just because so. it was one of the, it's one of the, no, last week was thyroid. It was the week before that. Week before that, yeah. So, it, but it's such an important topic. That was one of our first shows was on probiotics. Right. And probiotics are easy to get. Um, they are, but you have to, you know, it's, it, you can't just go down to the big box store and pick up some probiotics no. that's got a single strain in it. I've had people bring me stuff oh, in yeah. before where I looked, and I said, okay, you'd have to take 200 of these to equal one of what we have, and that is just one of the bacteria that's in it, not all of them. So yeah, the, there the is time. a big difference in probiotics. Now, most of the ones we use are actually all pretty strong, but all the brands that we carry are pharmaceutical-grade brands right. and so they are made for more treatment they're made well, for more helping problems rather are. than just taking something and, and we have you know so many of these products with so many different kind of bacterias you know the good ones that we have to pick out the one you know we have to listen to a person's complaints and their problems and what's going on with them so that we can decide okay you need this specific group of probiotics it's not simple like go down to the thing and and just say you know I'm going to buy a probiotic, or, or I'm going to eat a, a 
cup of yogurt. Yeah, you have to have gallons. Yeah, you'd have to have more than that. And you still uh, wouldn't get all the different strands. No, you're only going to get one strand there, typically. Maybe two. Maybe two. But a typical cup of yogurt has a couple of hundred thousand colony-forming units. We usually use at least 20 billion. Billion. And maybe even sometimes 50 billion or even 100 billion. Right. Um, we and even we, have an intense probiotic that's 200 billion. 200 billion. So there is actually, a, you get into pretty big numbers. So if you do a little bit, it's not going to make as big of a difference. As Carl Sagan would say, billions and billions. Yep. So billions are better. <laughs> billions are better. But that's what it gets into. That's uh, So that's kind of what we found in the news this week. We're always going to have something about um, what we find that to be very interesting in the news. And I think you'll see that there's going to be some extremely good stuff. You're going to see more and more about these probiotics coming yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure in the news we'll have some more information. Oh, I promise you, they are not going to go away. Uh, even when mainstream uh, medicine now is starting to pay attention. Right. And that's, uh, that's a big, big, big step in the right direction. So I think you're going to see some really big stuff in the news. Like I say, it's, been, it's just kind of been overwhelming here recently about how much was in the news on the probiotics but I think we'll see more and more and more in the near future. And uh, in our next segment, we're going to do our clinical pearls. pearls. Yeah, Yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Won't leave it a few minutes, that's right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox 
at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Welcome Jim. Back. I'm Dr. Janine. And our second segment tonight, well, as we always do, we're going to be talking about some clinical pearls. Those are little yeah, things just some that we've read real into. stories and real things yeah. that's happened this week that just might be interesting to y'all. Well, hopefully it'll be interesting, too, yeah. I think uh, Janine has a really interesting one to start out with, the lady that came in just the other day. Yeah, it just shows, I mean, ago. with this one, it just shows it was last week when she first came in. And this week is when she, I think yesterday is when she came back in and told me how she was doing. But it just shows how... Sometimes, like, if you go, a lot of the people go to doctors and they say, I'm, well, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't even check anything. They actually, here's an antidepressant. Yeah. And this woman, that had happened to her. She'd been to two or three different doctors, and everybody she went to gave her antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs. Um, and like she said, is it, it, you know, I, it makes me feel terrible. I can't take these. I have side effects, and I'm still depressed. And so, you know, they, so I said, you know, she came to us because she said, I heard y'all do a lot of lab work. We I heard do. y'all check a lot of extra things that they don't normally do. So I said, okay, well, let's do a panel on you. And I think on her, we did the what we call our expanded panel, which is like $150, but it checks a lot of different things. And when we got hers back, you know, overall health was pretty good, except she had what we call adrenal fatigue. Bad. Um, yeah, pretty bad adrenal fatigue. I mean, her levels were really low on the cortisol and really low on DHEA. And so I told her, I said, well, you know, the good news is there is something that showed up that can make a big difference in depression and fatigue. And so, you know, I went through and I told, you know, we, we started her slow because, like I told her, you have a lot of reactions to medication, so we're going to start you slow on the supplements. And we started her slow, and I even gave her samples of a few things, and which is why she'd come back in yesterday. She already, this was somebody that didn't want to leave the house, she didn't want to go shopping, she didn't want to do anything, and her daughter said she's already going to the grocery store, she's already getting out, she's going shopping, she's wanting to go places, and her her depression is a lot better. So, I just, we just wanted to kind of bring that one up, because, you know, out there, if you're depressed, and you don't know why, and the antidepressants don't phase you, there are other things you can look at. There really are, and I, I think, you know... Actually, I don't think you put her on an antidepressant I didn't. yet. Actually, yet. she had another thing she had mentioned was that she had wanted to stop smoking. And one of the things we use to help stop smoking is one of the things we use for depression, which is 5-HTP. Mm-hmm. And she had not even added that yet. I had her add that one last. And she had not gotten to that point yet when she came back in yesterday. So she wasn't even taking what I put her on specifically, you know, that is an antidepressant. She was taking everything else. We fixed the underlying problems. I'd given her like the B12 that she was a little bit low in. I'd given her the adrenals that she was low in. I'd given her the DHEA. So there was other things that she had started, but with her, we started slow All right. and already so much better. She said, I might not be 100% yet. And I was like, it's been like four days. Four days, right. So it's yeah. been four days. I mean, you're not going to be 100% in four days. And with natural medicine, the longer you do it, the better it works. Yeah. It is not an instant a lot of times. Now, some things work quicker than others. But this woman just had amazing results in such a short amount of time. And she was really happy when she was in because people start feeling like their life's over when they always feel depressed. Well, you know, think about it. If you feel depressed, you you don't feel too good anyhow. You go to your doc. They give you an antidepressant. And it made her feel worse. Makes you feel worse. I mean, like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, This is not good. So that's just kind of a sign. You know, and people ask us all the time. They say, well, these natural medicines, do they have any side effects? And I always tell them, sure. And they're all good. Yeah. You know, that's the thing you can think about. They're all good. It's not that they're bad. 
You know. Right. I mean, anything can have a side effect. An adverse and, side effect, right. I mean, you can't say that there's never a side effect in natural medicine because right. there is. But it's not like a lot of the medications and a lot of the side effects people have to the medications. Where they're debilitating. Um, like I tell people, you know, you can actually die from eating a peanut. So, okay. yes, anybody can have an allergy to anything. And if you have an allergy to something that's natural, then, yes, you can have a reaction to it. You I mean, sure that's can. possible. But... One of the things I like to say is our worst supplement, the side effects of our worst supplement is still better than the lowest side effect of probably the, the, yeah. the, the best drug. I mean, That's true. Because when you know, side effects, some of those medications can kill you. Death is one of the side effects. Um, if a death was a side effect to one of the supplements, they'd have already taken it off the market. Well, you know, that, and you brought up a good point because, you know, medicine that we know it today in America, the FDA, because a lot of people talk about the FDA and their oversight. The FDA does indeed control or have a, a big oversight on natural medicines, natural products. When you compare the natural compounds and the things like Janine just brought up, if we had an adverse event like a death, they would take everything off the market right. immediately. And people always say, well, it's not FDA control. Um, it ain't FDA regulated. No, it's and not. I they said, you know what? FDA but it is approved. FDA controlled. It is controlled. Um, you can have the least reaction to a supplement and it's pulled off the market. Yes. If there's a natural product that does anything, they pull it off the market. And all the natural, you know, there are things that are natural and, you know, natural. Marijuana is natural. Cocaine is natural. Those are illegal. Yeah. So if there's something natural that they think is going to actually be mind-altering or it's it's already illegal. It's illegal. So it is controlled by the FDA. And, you know, and, and something that the FDA does control is go to your medicine cabinet and open the thing up, and I promise you, you're probably going to find some Tylenol. Right. Acetaminophen. And yes, it's FDA regulated, it's FDA controlled, and it sends over 100,000 people every year to the emergency room. For liver problems. For liver problems. So just think about that. I had somebody just this week say, oh, I read something about kava. And kava has had a really bad rap on liver problems. And, you know, the cases on liver problems in kava are actually very small, very. And they're usually isolated to cases where someone took a whole bottle and tried to commit suicide or they took some and drank a fifth of liquor with it. Or It's always these extreme cases. It's not usually right. a normal dose of kava in a normal setting. And even with that, I mean, it is everywhere. Oh, beware of the liver problems caused by kava. Well, 100,000 people a year have liver problems due to Tylenol. And people aren't afraid to take Tylenol. Right. But they scare you to death on taking kava. You know, and, and the folks over in uh, Fiji and Tahiti, all of the They've done islands, it for thousands of they've years. They've done it for thousands of years. They make this god-awful tasting tea. I've tasted it. It, it doesn't yeah. taste good. But yeah, they make this tea, and they sit around and drink it every night. I mean, if, if it were going to kill somebody, well, those islands would be depopulated. Oh, I know. Because they've they done drink, it for years. And they drink copious quantities of it. Right. Okay. So it's not like they just drink a little bit. That's just one of the things that can happen with uh, natural products. Just think about Tylenol, compare the two, and you'll realize that you know, there is no comparison, actually. Right. When 100,000 people a year go to the emergency room over something that is FDA-controlled, why worry about what the FDA is doing? They're not looking out after us. Okay, okay. next little pearl that we've got up, and, and I thought this was really good because I worked with this guy. It's been, uh, I don't know, it's been a while now. But he came in and he, uh, you know, they have these lifeline screening things that go around. They check your carotids and all this stuff. And they had done a little life screening. They checked his carotids. And sure enough, he had a little bit of a blockage going on there. Right. He had moderate. moderate. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he came in a, a, a tad bit worried about, you know, okay, this is not good. Right. You start having moderate blockage yeah. in your carotids. That is scary. Yeah. And, and, you know, when it gets into the moderate and from the moderate just into the severe, then they start talking about surgery. So he said, well, what, what can I do? And so we put him on a little regimen that, that we've used, God, for years. A long time. A long time. And it, one of the things that we put on is a common, we actually have a formula that we put together now that used to, we had to have three different bottles of stuff to make it and work. now it's all in one. All in one. It's called ADK2. And it has vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin K2. K2. Now, not K1. K1's the clotting thing. K2 is what's in this. So we put him on the ADK, and we put him on uh, some natokinase. Now, natokinase is a proteolytic enzyme that can help break down some of the uh, proteins that help hold these plaques and stuff together. So we put him on this little regimen, and it's been a little over six months. He goes back and has another screening done. And he came in with a smile because now, instead of having a moderate plaque, he's down to mild. Yeah, and that's in six really good. Yeah, yeah. In now, six months. And our goal is to get him to zero, right? but we've got another six-month thing coming up. So we're now we're started on the next six months to see if we can't get but this like thing all Like we said, it takes down. a little time sometimes for natural products to work. Took time to get it there, too. Right. It took yeah. a lot of time to get it there. Yeah. And so he was very happy with that. And he's not the only one that we've seen like that. We yeah. actually have another gentleman that's a little older. His is He's a little older. Yeah. And, and he's got, and I just started working with him. Very similar uh, protocol on him. And his was so evident. His was so bad. He, it was actually pretty severe. You could hear what they call a brewy. Uh, a gurgling a sound. A gurgling in his yeah. carotids. And you could just hear it. I mean, it was obvious. You take the stethoscope, put it up there, and boy, boy, he's got some brewies. And he did not want to have surgery. He said, I do not want to do it. And I explained that, okay, we might be able to turn it around with this. He said, I'll, I'll do it. I'll take the time. I'll do whatever you tell me. Just let's get this thing done. Put him on the same protocol. Except it's only been about maybe two and months. you added something to him. Though. Well, I added something else to him because he, he's a little older. Yeah, something and, called amino flow. Yeah, it's a, it's a group of amino acids that help us uh, dilate the blood vessels a little bit better. And so we added that to him, to his protocol. It's only been about a couple of months. And he was in just recently, and I listen to those breweries all the time. I mean, I'm listening to these things because I want to see how it's done. He has actually improved. The brewery has improved. Now, he hasn't had enough time yet. To do another ultrasound. Yeah, he hadn't had that yet, so we but don't know for sure. But the breweries have are decreased much better, much greatly. Better. So yeah. if, if you're sitting out there and they've told you that you have that moderate to you know placking in those, in those carotids, know that there is something right. other than surgery. Don't, that you, you don't can have do. to wait until it does get severe because usually you have to have it at ninety percent to have surgery. Yeah. You don't have to wait for that. No. Okay, we're going to end this segment. We'll be back with the next segment very soon. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we're going to finish out this last segment of the show. Well, there's, well actually, segments. we've got two segments. But this particular segment, we're going to get started on what we call the meat and potatoes, I guess. is the, Right. The, Essential fatty acids. Yes. And, and when we say fatty acids, we're just talking about fats. Okay. Right. I mean, the, the beneficial fats. The, yeah. Well, good and bad, but fats. I mean, a lot of people think fatty acids. They're not sure, too sure about that term, but any fat we call technically it's a fatty acid. Right. And so, there's okay. a couple that they consider essential. Right. Our body, meaning uh, essential, meaning our body can't produce, produce it on it. its own. You right. have to come through the diet to get it. You know, some things our body can produce from thin air, so to speak, sometimes, but our body cannot produce these fats. And that's why fats are so important in the diet. And for the past 30 to 40 years, they've told you to eat low fat, high carb, and look where it's gotten us. Yep. Okay. So now it's fatter back. than ever. Fatter than ever, right. So now, it, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. We've got to get back and learn that there are good fats, and we yeah. have to have good fats. And, and that's, you don't necessarily want all the fried, you don't want the fried food and the bad fats and nope. the trans fats, but fat is not all bad. Uh, and, you know, the bad part is the FDA, those good old boys, say that anything that has less than one half a gram in it can actually say zero. Right. Doesn't have to be listed. It doesn't have to be listed. So it just look at the label, back to our label reading, read the labels. If it says hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated, especially soy, yeah, don't eat it. It's got trans fats in it, you know, but the good fats that we need. You know, when you look at, and everybody out there has probably heard about the omega-3s. Right, and, and that's the, the one that is probably the most, the omega-3s is the most lacking in and, the American diet. Yeah, it is. Worldwide, actually. Yeah, it especially really is. in the American diet. And, you know, if you go back in history, ancient history, you know, many thousands of years ago, where we were and what we consumed and so on, we had about one-to-one or maybe two-to-one omega-6s to omega-3s. Because we ate, you know, wild animals that had right. fats that came from... You know, the, the, that had the, a lot of these omega-3s in them. And, and now the ratio... Uh, 25 to 30 to 1. Which is terrible. That's uh, 25 to 30 to 1 to that. More omega-6s than you get omega-3s. And, and look, most of these omega-6s you're dealing with, there's, there's a few rarities in there, but most of them are pro-inflammatory. Right. That means they promote inflammation. Now, inflammation's the killer. We and know inflammation it causes disease. Oh, it does. There's no doubt. And inflammation, anything that promotes inflammation, you don't want 20 to 30 times of that that you compare to something that is an anti-inflammatory like your like the, omega-3s. Yeah. And there are some omega-6s, like even primrose oil has been shown to have some anti-inflammatory effects, but right. it actually has the gamma linoleic acid, right. which is a little bit different. So there's a few exceptions to 
the omega sixes, but in the as a as a whole, the omega sixes, which soybean oil and corn oil and all Uh, the the yeah all those oils Mm -hmm. that they use readily in processed foods. Um, I mean, do you ever really cook with soybean oil? No. I, I don't. I, I've no. never really seen them sell soybean oil because who would buy it? Um, but yet, everything that you read that's processed says soybean oil. If it's packaged processed food, it's going to have soybean oil because it's the cheapest it's cheap. stuff you can find. And when they process it, I promise you, it's going to be partially hydrogenated. Right. It's going to have some of that stuff in it. So it's got the pro and Gotta start reading labels. Right. You know, and when you look at fats, now a lot of people say, well, fats, well, okay, all right. So, so you can get some of these omega 3s. Think about this. Your brain, you know, oh. that, that thing up there between the ears, actually is made up of about 60 to as high as 80% fat. Right. So when somebody calls you a fathead, thank them. Uh, <laughs> they're right. It means you're a little smarter. It means you're a little smarter because you've got more fat in your head, right? Because fat actually makes up this brain stuff. That's what we use as insulation for all the various nerves. Right. It keeps them from just jamming together. And one of the things that happens with that omega, the, especially the omega-3s, 25% of your brain is made up of something called DHA, DHA, which is the docosafexanoic acid, which is part of that omega-3 complex that you need so desperately. The other part is the icosapentanoic acid, or the EPA. Those fats are two of the most beneficial. The one place you can get those, without a doubt, is fish, fish oil. Omega-3 fish oils are absolutely fantastic for your health. Not just for the heart. You've heard a lot about it for the heart. And they are good for the heart. There's no doubt but about it. They're good it. for the brain, and they're good for the liver, and they're good for lowering yeah. triglycerides, and they're good for inflammation, and they're good for the muscles, they're, and they're good for EPA is even a, the kidneys. Yes. EPA is a very strong anti-inflammatory fat. It really is. And so if you're, if you're trying to balance this out, and, and you're probably not going to get to a one-to-one. I right. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult. We do a very good job on our diet, and we're still probably at maybe that three to four to one. Yeah. Because there's, the folks are out there. I mean, you know, they're the, the mega six. And I do cook it. with oils that have a lit. If you look at most cooking oils, you, you, know, you can't cook with fish oil. Of no. course, it's going to make things taste really bad. Um, I mean, you can eat fish, but when you start looking at cooking oils, there are a few of the cooking oils that are better that do have some of the omega-3s. And I do use those, which is rice bran oil and walnut oil. Walnut they, oil especially, They yeah. both actually do have omega-3s in them. Now, rice bran oil and walnut oil both have omega-6s as well, which they is do. why it's real hard to get that ratio down where you'd really optimally like it. Because when you use those oils, you're still going to get a lot of omega-6 as well. But I do use a lot of those in cooking. I do not use canola oil. I do not use corn oil. I don't use just regular vegetable oil. No. Um, so that's you just have to look at what you use to cook with. They yeah. might cost a little bit more, but it's going to benefit you in the future. And, and usually when somebody says, well, gee, that costs so much, we just tell you to eat less of it. Right. Don't eat as much. That's the simplest way that we know how to get around that. Okay, if it costs too much, all right, let's just eat less People of in it. general eat too much food. Yeah, and, and, and if, if there's, there's one thing that has been shown to act, no, there's one thing that's been shown to actually increase longevity. What is it? A low caloric diet. Low caloric diet, right? So eating less is so going to be eating good for less you. is good, but is. when you do eat, you do need your fats. You do, and and you know, and if you're going to do things like, for instance, if you're going to use butter, butter's a nice, a good form of fat. Make sure that it's grass fed 
butter. Right. And organic, so it doesn't organic, have the chemicals in it. Right. right. So you organic. do want the organic grass-fed because they have found that one of the things that's changing the fatty acid composition of the animals is the way they're feeding the animals. So if the cows are not grass-fed, then the meat from the cow does not have the same type of omega-3s that it used to have in it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And the eat not just the omega-3s, but like the CLA. Right. CLA content has went down so much in beef over the years. And they have linked obesity to the decrease in the CLAs in the beef. Yes. Now, one way to make beef higher in CLA is to... Put it on grass. Put it on grass. Mm-hmm. And... That does make a difference. So mm-hmm. the way the animal was intended to be fed is the way it should be fed. And I think that's, you know, we have to get back, uh, you know, to doing things the way they were intended to be done. You know, cows eat grass. Right. So if you're going to eat a cow, you want a cow that ate grass. Because, you know, <clears throat> there's an expression that I have, and, and a lot of people look at me kind of strange when I say this, but I say, you know, you've heard uh, this old expression, you are what you eat. Yeah. Actually, you are what you eat Eight, so whatever that cow that you right. ate, you're that makes that, a difference that, too. That, that's a big difference. I though. actually saw a, a, a research today that shows that it makes a difference what your father ate before you were conceived. Seriously? Yes. And so it says you are what your father ate. Oh my god! And so it's not just about you; it's about your future kids. This is getting and your yeah. future grandkids yeah. and the generations to come. Yeah, so it matters yeah. what you eat. For yeah, all that. And, and, and on these fatty acids, you know, we always, I mean, we, we stress, you know, consuming a lot of the, you know, we talk about cooking. Jenny talks about her, you know, her rice bran oil and her walnut oil and, and staying away from the unhealthy stuff. And we do that all the time. But one of the things that we always stress is making sure that you're getting the right amount of the omega-3s. One of the best ways is the fish oil. Right. And when you look at fish oil, all fish oil is not the same. Uh, for instance, I had a lady just recently came in and she said, you know, I'm, I'm looking about for salmon oil. I said, we don't use salmon oil. Well, how come? It's the best. I said, who told you that? I said, think about this. Salmon is the most contaminated of the oils from fish. Right. Because it's a big fish. Bigger fish. The okay? smaller the fish, the better. And we use like sardines, anchovies, things like that, because you get a much less contaminated. And they're contaminated with things like mercury, PCBs, right. dioxins, all that nasty stuff. So that's, that's the kind of fish oil that you want to consume. And you want to consume a pretty good bit of it. Right. Because it takes it. Now, when you look at that EPA, DHA content, turn your bottle around. And on the side, it's going to say supplement facts. And it's going to tell you serving size. That's how many capsules. And it's going to tell you how much EPA and DHA you get per serving size. Right. And the research has been done. When you see fish oil is good for this or fish oil is good for this, it's done on pretty good amounts of EPA and DHA. Usually, the, the, to get the pro, I mean, to get the anti-inflammatory effects there for the EPA, they're talking about fifteen hundred milligrams of EPA, not a fish oil, no, just but EPA. of the EPA itself. And so we always tell people, I mean, look, the average fish oil capsule out there is one hundred and eighty milligrams of yeah. EPA, but you got to take a whole bunch of them, about eight. Yeah. Eight or nine to equal that fifteen hundred. Right. So there's differences in fish oils and there are differences in strengths in fish oils. And it's just like ours. The fish oil that we use, right. our omega three fish oil capsules, two of them right. give you nine hundred milligrams of EPA. Right. Six sixty on the DHA. 
So we're feeding the brain and we're getting an anti-inflammatory effect too. So you take two of those twice a day. You're getting 1,800, right. which is putting you up there in the top end. Right. And of, our fish yeah. oil is actually the equivalent of the prescription fish oil. It truly at a, is. At a fraction of the cost. And it's not esterified. Exactly. The esterified is what they do to the prescription. Yeah. And it's $150 to $200 a bottle. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Which ours is thirty-two fifty, I think, for one hundred and twenty, yeah. same amount that the two hundred dollars bottled for. Big difference. There. Um, and it has none of the synthetics added to it, and it doesn't have the additives either. And, and it's been tested, so it doesn't have dioxins and PCBs and all that nasty stuff that you don't want in there too. So we we so tested it to make sure it's there. Uh, it, but you're going to have to have enough of that EPA and DHA to actually be effective, right? That's all there is to it. Sometimes I tell people it's like taking a baby aspirin for a headache. It don't always do it. And that same thing with fish oil. You got to take enough of it to make a difference. It sure is. All right. We'll see you back in the next segment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally, and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life, naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Jim. I'm Dr. Janine. And we're going to finish up this segment on, on the fatty acid thing. And we do have a question uh, from the Internet, actually, from Paul via the Internet. And, and if on that Internet thing, if you want to send us a, a question, you, you feel free. And it's jfox at Doctors Nutrition. Just spell out doctors, D-O-C-T-O-R-S, doctorsnutrition.com. And we'll be glad to answer that. We'll take anything. I mean, you can ask us a question about, you know, your hangnail on your left big toe. Be all right. We'll talk about it. But just whatever kind of question you got, let us know. We'll tackle anything. But back to Paul. Right. Paul, via the Internet here, he wanted to, us to define the differences between krill and regular fish oil and which is better. Right. And now, that, there is actually, thing. I mean, that's a question that we get a lot, actually, with people yeah. coming in because they've heard so much about krill. And krill is good. 
No doubt. But when you actually start looking at the research and saying, okay, which one is better? They're actually the same. Um, yeah. The fish oil itself has higher EPA and DHA, no doubt. Right. The krill has lower EPA and DHA, but it is probably more absorbable. Well, they say that the droplet size, the particle it's so size, small. is small. So and you so can absorb it better. One of the things I always tell people is they're, they're kind of equivalent. I mean, even though you can absorb this one better, it has less of it. And some people are just as good as absorbing the fish oil. Now, you do run into those people that just can't digest fish oil. Well, they have digestive issues that need anyway. to be dealt with anyhow, right? So mm. on those people, krill rarely causes the burping and the taste and the upset stomach and the nausea. And, you know, a lot of most people fish oil doesn't either. But krill, that's where it benefits is if somebody has that issue. Now, krill also contains a substance called astaxanthin, right. which is a really good antioxidant, which is not in fish oil. Right. That's true. Yeah, the only the only downside to, to krill actually is cost. Cost. And and you know, you know, we talk about you know, when you talk about krill, when you look at the raw material, the krill, has to be processed pretty fast, it pretty does. rapidly. They have to actually have it and to be processed correctly, yes. it has to be held in tanks, but it can't be killed and then processed. They have to keep it alive, to keep it alive until it's processed, which is actually a more expensive process. Yes, it is. And so the process of dealing with krill costs a lot more, yes. which is why it's not that krill is not abundant because krill is pretty abundant in well, certain areas abundant. of the country. I mean, yeah. Antarctica is one of, you know, where place, they get yeah. most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is abundant, but yet the process, processing of it takes so much more money to do. So yeah. The cost of krill is higher. So yeah, I tell and, people it's more about a, a cost thing. And, and if you, I always tell people, if you find a krill that's really cheap, think about it. Right. I mean, you know, would you You pay, do get what you pay yeah, for. You really do. On any raw material. There are people, we, we actually have our own line of products where we, we do source raw materials. We know what raw materials cost. We actually see some things sold for cheaper than you can buy the raw material. That's got to make you wonder sometimes. Well, you know good and well. We do. Uh, because we deal with this, like, say, on a daily basis with raw materials because we are our, listed as our own manufacturers. And when you do that and you know these the cost of the raw materials and somebody's selling something for a lot less than what we can buy the stuff for, I know that, oh, you there's You know it's wrong. not the same thing. No. I promise you some, there's a rat in that thing somewhere. And so that is some be real careful with yeah, the Yeah, uh, because like the, I, I tell a lot of people, you know, you when you do go to buy raw materials – there might be 10 different grades of the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. And the low grades are the ones with the contaminants that they cannot get rid of. Yeah. And so nobody wants it. And so, therefore, they sell it cheap to get rid of it. And that's not what you want to be taking. No, because, you know, we, we actually, and, and this is something you can be feel sure about, whether it's your fish oil that you buy from us or something else, any product, really. What we do is we take those products, we get the raw materials in, and the manufacturer that manufactured the raw material sends us a certificate of analysis. We take that raw, we take that raw material, send it out to a third-party lab, and say, okay, Mr. Lab, check this out and make darn sure that this is what it says it is. Was it supposed to be. And, and, and make sure it doesn't right. have the contaminants and make sure it was processed correctly. Right. So that third-party lab is actually doing our dirty work for us. So in all yeah. of your supplements you have to look for that and it's not just like I said an essential fatty acid is the same thing and um you know a lot of people a question we get and this is not the question we just got on the internet but flax oil yes um the difference in flax oil and fish oil 
Well, you know, that, that's, that is true. And, you know, it brings up a big question about physiology, actually. Uh, when you look at flax oil, flax oil does contain some omega-3. There's no yes. doubt about it. But it's got your plain linolenic acid in it. doesn't have the EPA and DHA in it. No plant does. Right. So your body has to convert that linoleic acid into actual EPA and DHA. Now, guess what, folks? Us humans are very inefficient. Right. Somewhere around 10% efficiency. Or less is what or the research less, shows. 10% or less. Well, that's about typical for and humans. And it takes two weeks for your body to usually do that. To convert it. If to it convert can convert it. it. If it can convert it. Right. So we are not the biggest proponents of flax oil. We have flax oil. For that very reason. And for vegetarians and people that absolutely yeah. won't do the other. We have it, but we do tell people that we prefer fish oil or krill oil to flax oil because of that reason. Right. You don't get the EPA and DHA from flax oil. No, you just can't do it. It's now, another oil that's just something to talk about real quick because it has so many benefits is the primrose. Now, we talked about it a few minutes ago it being one of the beneficial omega-6s, and so is borage. But when you look at the differences there, borage oil may be higher in GLA, but primrose is more absorbable. Again, you talk about absorbability. Yeah. Um, but we use it a lot for fibrocystic breast disease, for hot flashes, for a lot of female issues. I we probably do. use a lot of primrose oil more in females. And, and back to that thing, you know, Janine just kind of glossed over, call it GLA. That's gamma linoleic acid. Yes. Okay. Now, GLA is a specific omega-6 that is extremely good for us. There's no it doubt is. about it. Has a lot to do with those hormone regulations. Yeah, and for years, everybody said for fibrocystic breasts to use vitamin E, primrose mm -hmm. works way better. one better than that. Oh, yeah. Um, people that come in wanting E for that reason, I tell them, seriously, take primrose and you'll see a difference, and they do. They all come back within a week and say, I can't believe it's already gone. Oh, yeah. Um, so primrose oil is really good for that reason, but again, there's different strengths in primrose oil, and there's different percentages of GLA, and you do want one that's high enough, because if you don't take enough of it, it's not going to work. Yeah, we put ours up in like 1,300 milligrams, milligrams and is, then on some people, we'll yeah. use three and four a day, oh, so yeah. we'll go up to four to 5,000 milligrams of primrose oil, to get what we're depending on to get. the problem. Right. Now, another thing about primrose and omega-3 mm -hmm. is there's a lot of products that people say, oh, well, it has 369 together. Again... They show that the body has an enzyme that competes to absorb three and six. And the same enzyme is used, and usually six wins out, so your omega-3s don't win out. Well, it's called a delta-60 saturase, right? right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we recommend people take fish oil at one time and primrose oil at another. So right. separate them. Separate. That's the best way to get maximum benefit and maximum absorption from your essential fats. Right. And because if you look at our product line, if you go online to Doctors Nutrition and look at the store, you'll see that we do not have a combo product. It's got three, six, and nine no. in it. And, and simply because of the absorption. So it's one of those well, we things. We have that, flax, which is naturally containing three, yeah, six, and nine, but, we but didn't it's put not that, that we put it together. Exactly. No. I mean, you know, we talked to the big guy in the sky about that. He put that one together. We didn't. And so when you look at our product line, we know the science is telling us, if you want to do this, separate them. That's Take for maximum your, absorption. We're just talking about going in for maximum, yeah. Don't and, waste your money and no. take them at the same time. So we do recommend that because a lot of people come in that are taking them together. You know, and something else that comes up on, on cooking oils is our old buddy, the, the uh, olive oil. Yeah. You know, and I get so many people say, well, I cook with olive oil. I say, oh, God, stop that, please. What? I mean, it's so good for you. It is. It's a great 
cold cold oil. oil, but it shouldn't be heated above about three hundred degrees. And when I you understand. heat it, it destroys it. Well, it so, starts oxidizing. So I tell people use it on your salads, use it by making your mayonnaise, use it whatever to do other things with, but don't cook with it. I but, mean, if you're going to cook with it, very low temperature. You want right. to go to other oils like walnut or rice bran that can go to high temperatures and have a high smoke point. Yeah. That's 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 just so important about that because we see so many people start off. Even some of the cooking shows, if you watch, yep. uh, they'll start off. They'll put that that beautiful and it smokes olive oil real quick. Yeah, and it's it's smoking because they're putting it in this hot pan and you're thinking, oh my god, they're destroying it. And not only that, they're destroying whatever you're cooking there too. I think so we're running out of time. We're getting pretty doggone close here, so um, we'll gang up and do this again next week, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll see you then. Talking about fatigue. Yeah, we're going to talk all about fatigue and what causes it. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.